Dimp Digital presents Idle Game Chat. Hello, Apps here from Dimp Digital. Welcome to Idle Game Chat. This is the weekly video games podcast where we give our impressions of the games that you can play today and react to the latest news from the wonderful world of video games. We're here every Monday on your favourite podcast app and YouTube absolutely free. This time I'm joined by the former Dimp Digital Fantasy Gaming League champion, it's one of the very, very first people we had on the podcast way back in the day. It's the OG. It's Hall. Hall, how's it going, mate? Hello. Very well, thank you. Your fine self? Yes, not too bad. Um, really good. I can't remember the last time we had you on. I think it was for either Game of the Year or Game <coughs> of the Decade. Did you go on that one or did I have Adcock on? I can't remember. I can't remember. It's been quite a while, though. I don't feel like we've done one in a long time. So no. yeah, no, it's nice to be uh, nice to be back. Good. I've just opened a, I think it's German. This beer, um, it come out of Beer Fifty Two, not sponsored. Um, it says not yet. Not yet. No, come on, boys. <laughs> Got a golden yeah, ticket here giveaway actually. Um, Wizen, which I didn't realise was wheat. So that's, mm. I've never. Wheat beer is poor. Yeah, I've not had one before, but we'll, I'll let you know halfway through. Never it goes. been a, I've never been a fan. Someone, my uh, my uh, my missus used to drink Erdinger loads. Oh, what's that? And that's the, it's a wheat beer. Oh, right. And it's absolute garbage. Um, it's all right. I'll see how it goes. Maybe we'll check in later on. On yeah. how, how the wines... It's Buro or something. I don't know. The trouble is with that Beer 52 is you get a load of stuff in that you've never heard of. I suppose it's part of the charm, but... It's always the risk, though, isn't it? It's like the old... Uh, I like a multi-pack of ale. Yeah. And you buy that, and then you get it, and like five out of the six, you're like, oh, they're really nice. And mm. then there's one in there that you're like, oh, it's just poor. It's fucking horror show. Yeah, I need that replaced by... So you have to drink it last so that you're suitably pissed and you don't really notice. <laughs> That's certainly the way to do it. Well... This is it. This is our final stop before next generation glory. So we're here to to cap it off. Take a little take a little look back on the Xbox One. Because I know people are like, oh well by the time they're listening to this, they're like, Oh, we're hours away from the the Series X and S launch. There's all sorts of news and impressions out. They've unboxed it. I've done all that. Yeah, yeah, I'll go whatever. Look, we need to put a nice bow on our current generation as we reside in it now and yeah this is the generation that spawned dimp digital 2014 um we potentially would not be here without an xbox one and a ps4 so ps4's in the books the xbox one needs to be talked about it can't just be left in the lurch and actually there's actually some probably more interesting stories that came out of the life of the the xbox one than the ps4 um on the game front probably a bit light but it certainly had its ups and downs um, throughout the the generation itself. Now, before we start the incessant babbling, I'm going to say to you guys, you can head over to patreon.com forward slash idle game chat and become one of our patrons to support the podcast and the wider DIMP operations. So patreon.com forward slash idle game chat is the place to go for that. Now, we're going to talk like a little bit of hardware, 
little bit of launch, a little bit of the stories, some of our mm. favourite games or games that we enjoyed or we feel that they're attached to the Xbox brand. doesn't mean they're not available on other platforms because we actually had a, a really short discussion before over what's you know eligible for this. And uh, there's a lot of cross-pollination going on now. But I think the ones that we're speaking about, you could generally say just, yeah, that's that's an Xbox game, even if it's technically not true. It was either developed or published by an Xbox studio um, initially, but they've been a bit more forthcoming with putting their products onto other storefronts. So the true kind of console exclusive for Xbox doesn't really exist anymore. And we've seen even with the PS4, that's slowly eroding with Horizon and other games going onto the PC as well. But... I think we need to turn back the clock call and and think about why I'm sitting here two weeks ago listening to Adkins and he's saying, he's calling you Mr. Xbox, not in a bad way, but he says, I'm sort of the PlayStation guy and then you've got Sergeant Hall, who I, who he sees as Mr. Xbox. Is that a fair label to, to throw at you? Yeah, so I... It's hard because... <laughs> I, I I do love my Xbox, and arguably I'm definitely more I'm more pro Microsoft and more pro Nintendo than I am Sony. Yeah. I've always I, I I had a PS2. I didn't have a PS1 growing up. Cool. Um, I had a PS2. That is never third bought, world. Well, that's it. <laughs> I've got one now. Yeah. Um, of course. But yeah, I I I didn't have a PS1. Had the PS2, but didn't play it loads. I was more GameCube at that time. Yep. Um, in 64 as well, didn't you? Yes, yes. I yeah. was a Nintendo boy growing up, but yeah, um, I'm definitely more more Xbox now than I than I am PlayStation, and it's been it's been a tough generation. Let's be honest for <laughs> uh, for Microsoft in comparison. I think when we were talking game of the year um, or game of the generation, rather, I should say, which I'm sure you'll you'll do a podcast or there's one out um, with regards to that. Yeah. It's tough to pick anything from the Xbox generation that mm. has really, really stood out. Um, even coming up with a list for for this kind of discussion, it's it's more picking what games are Xbox exclusives or can be classified as Xbox exclusives rather than anything else. Yeah. Um, I'd, I'd still consider myself more Nintendo than I am X than I am Microsoft or oh, Xbox. Oh, hung feel out to dry. Yeah, I mean, I just I can't get away from the fact that I love Nintendo. I love the characters. I think that's because I grew up with it more than I have. And plus, it's hard because, I mean, what characters are there on Xbox that you really care about that much? Marcus Phoenix. Yeah, well, he's been fucking dragged up from the dead like eight or nine times now, poor fuck. He's like 100 years old. Let him die. Yeah. Master Chief. Well, oh, who mate, is he? Yeah. <laughs> Give me something to care about with him, but you know the likes of Mario and and Link and Co. are never and Donkey Kong never going to go away. So no, they won't. Yeah, maybe maybe more Nintendo than I am Xbox, but I, I I got suckered in by achievements for a long time on this generation. It really hurt me. Oh yeah, I forgot so, about that. Oh god, don't don't remind me. It was a dark time in my life. Well, you got to 100k first, so you'd always. I did. That. I did. It was. I was. Um, looking through my old tweets a while ago to have a look at some of them and god december it was two years ago so it must have been december 2018 mm. i've got about twelve thousand g just from playing the shittest games <laughs> and just plowing through them i was going to cx to buy fucking yeah. avatar and fight night and 
all of the quick ones and I was just ploughing through games. And like I say, I, I pumped out about 12,000 G in December, which considering I was working full time as well, wasn't wasn't a bad result all in all. No. Yeah, the achievements is a big thing for people because they were originally they originally formed on the Xbox and then um, PlayStation basically copied it with their trophies and kind of tweaked it very slightly, but the same idea was there. And uh, if you'd asked me when that first came out whether developers would bother fucking spending man hours putting that shit in, I would have said no chance, but here we are in <laughs> 2020 and it's still very popular and and still to this day nintendo gets shit about not having any on the switch yeah which is crazy on it yeah it's a bit of madness but we go back to the we both had 360s so i think we i certainly found the 360 <laughs> a great console stack of 360s yeah you've got several i mean the other one's just broken or did you just buy a load of the different variations so i've got seven currently <laughs> um yeah. I think four of them are red ringed mm. and then I've got, I've got maybe, I think I bought, I was getting so fed up of buying new ones when they red ringed that I bought a pre-owned one that still works. Right. And then I've got two elites, uh, the yeah. old elite and then the new elite, which was the new body. And then like an old, sh- yeah, an old shitty arcade one that's still floating around somewhere. That is a, that's a good haul of 360s. I mean, it's really, I mean, when you think about it, it's a bit silly, isn't it? I mean, it's a <laughs> lot of money that's been invested in a console that was yeah. fundamentally broken. Yeah. I thought you could send it back and get it fixed at some point. Yeah, I just can't bring myself to do that. <laughs> so I'd, rather buy, I'd rather buy a new one. Well, that's one way of doing Terrible, it. Terrible, really, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, we at least got a nice collection there that might, that might, that might be <laughs> worth something. Oh, wait, there was literally a hundred bazillion that were created, so they're never going to be worth anything. True. But. but when we eventually get the, the Dimp Digital Museum, maybe we can put a few in there and uh, let people can come and visit, pay a pretty penny to see those, I reckon, that collection. Yeah. Um, but we got into year 2013, and then that's when the big talk around next that next-gen, current-gen room started, started emerging. And I really think that... <laughs> The Xbox One has had a, a tough generation in many ways. And to me, a lot of it can be traced back to that E3 where they announce pricing, they reveal the console properly, and they, they, they market it to, to the gamers. And the eventual release date was 22nd of, of November 2013 for us here on these on this wonderful island of ours. But the the... The months leading up to that, for me, just felt like a complete shit show for Microsoft. Like, they misread the room and presented a, a console and more of an entertainment box that didn't yeah. really grip me as a gamer, I'm being honest. When I was watching through that announcement, I was like, what is all this? And, and some of the things that led to that was Connect being sort of bundled in as a standard feature. Like, I don't... I never had a connect on the 360. I didn't realise it was this amazing thing that everyone had to have. But nonetheless, Don <laughs> Matrick decided it wasn't. It's because it wasn't. Yeah. yeah. Don yeah. Matrick decided that needed to be bundled in at a cost. So when we come to price, we'll understand why there's a you know a bit of a discrepancy there. Um, they championed this this kind of unique gaming license system where games would be bound to your account, even retail discs, and the disc was sh- just purely there as a key, which isn't 
dissimilar to what happens now, but their main point was that that disc could not be sold on or it might be restricted in the way you could sell it on. It was a bit of a muddled messaging. One of the cool things that was mentioned in that and didn't come to fruition but is is now there with Steam is that there was a plan in place that you could share your digital library with up to 10 others in like some sort of family membership, which yeah. is actually, it, it, 2020, that is a very forward-thinking idea to have in 2013. It's just a shame they bundled it with all the other shit that they fucking presented on that day and it all got wiped out. Because imagine how cool that would be, just to be, I could have access to your library, you can have access to mine, and you can do this on Steam with up to five others. The only restriction is you can't play the game at the same time, but still yeah so you can do that with xbox mm. currently but not with up to 10 people right it's through the xbox family and i think it's three people or maybe two someone will i'm sure correct me in youtube comments or wherever but it is available because i don't know some friends I know, <laughs> I know some friends that have done it and uh yeah and literally share games over only digital games though is what i would stipulate yeah. it's only qualifies for digital games but yeah you're absolutely right like the whole build up to it was it's kind of bizarre almost like mm. there was the inclusion of connect and they sold it as connect that was going to be huge and really important and yep. you know it was a multi you were buying a multimedia system you were buying something that was going to you were going to plug your 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 cable or your your television provider satellite television provider into and yeah. it's going to run through your box at all yeah. times and all the rest of it and fucking muggins oh you're brilliant yeah i use all those things yeah i'm in <laughs> so like for the longest time i had like my in the uk we have sky and it yeah. all is the main satellite provider and i have my sky running through it and i used to use connect to to turn my sky on and to change the channel and it was just like you it took me a it took me probably a good three or four years to realize how shit that system was <laughs> how unnecessary it was it was more awkward to fucking say to connect six or seven times yeah xbox on than it was just to go and push the middle button on my controller yeah and absolutely. it's the way it was bundled at the time i could see what they were going for i really could but i feel like kind of playstation and xbox went off in two directions where playstation said look we're going to focus on being a games console mm. we're going to get really fucking good games yep and we're going to focus on what you want and xbox went nah. we're going to we're going to make an all-around system that's going to that's going to live in a lot of homes sort of and i kind of admire xbox because at the time there wasn't anything like alexa or um, you know, like OK Google or Siri or or that kind of stuff. It was only in or the very, even, very, or even like I don't remember smart TVs being a big thing back then, where you could get yeah. Netflix and YouTube on no, your, that's your TV. Exactly it. Yeah, it was kind of it was in its infancy. If it was there, it was um, it was a new technology, and I think what Xbox were going for was kind of trying to build into that. They kind of semi preempted that, but they they just did it terribly by mm. forcing you to integrate with the connect hardware, yeah. which was so bad. Like the thing, uh, I had a couple of connect games and they just didn't work very well. And you needed a fucking mansion with a room that was bigger than most people's houses. And yeah. it was like, I lived it at the time. I lived in a, in a one bedroom flat in central London and it just, loads of room it was, there. yeah, it was just pointless. <laughs> like it was absolutely pointless. So 
it was a it was a honestly it was a rough start for the xbox one and mm. it didn't it didn't get loads better as the generation went on if i'm completely honest no there was there was those things that we spoke about the tv integration was the big thing i remember i think i tried it a few times and it always felt like the tv was stuttering i don't know if it was my xbox or my telly no yeah it throw jarred up and froze and yeah. all sorts of shit and i was like well if i'm using this as my actual telly system as well it needs to fucking work all the yeah. time i can't <laughs> be having this i mean and i just persevered and went oh no it's fine that's part of it <laughs> yeah <And> my <laughs> wife was getting so aggravated <laughs> <laughs> and the, the other two things that I think really hurt it was not just those sort of features being shoehorned in. Eventually, the, the, the game licensing, the DRM sort of stuff was went back on it. But initially, they said it's an online, an always online console. So oh, you, you, you'd need to check in every 24 hours. Yeah. And it, I mean, look, the thing about that is that they're right in saying that pretty much every device is, you know, always online to a certain extent. But why? Why do I need to do it? Why, why do I need to run the risk of uh, me having a power cut or me having the internet down where I can't log on and just play Absolutely mental. It's like And that that forced you to do updates as well. Yeah. So like that, that there was no choice as to whether you wanted to update your game or when you wanted to update your game. It really forced you to do it. And I remember it becoming a real problem. It was a Christmas time. I mean, I don't know how long ago, five or six years ago, where I got a bill through from uh, Sky, who were my broadband provider at the time, saying you've gone so far over your usage allowance that <laughs> we've had to charge you. Uh, and they charged us like 260 quid. Fuck me. And I was like, I, there's no way I've spent, like, I've downloaded that much. Don't be fucking silly. Like, we weren't even there. No. It was Christmas. We were both like my wife had gone off to see her family and I went back home to see my family. So we weren't even in the house. Like we to fuck go and fuck yourselves. There's no way that we've spent all this money. And I came back afterwards and and um it was only like a few months later that I found the little screen on the Xbox that shows you what your download capacity was or how much you downloaded over X amount of time. And for like the two week period over Christmas, my Xbox downloaded like 6.4 terabytes of data. Yeah. And it was just all, it obviously decided that it was, uh, it must have just uninstalled and reinstalled games over and over and over again for whatever <laughs> reason without anyone telling it to. But yeah. it, fuck it. I mean, I got a refund from Sky. So, <laughs> I mean, I was happy because they were like, okay, it must have been a glitch in the system. But it was 100% my Xbox just going berserk. Yeah. Yeah, and imagine if that was a false operation, like you couldn't get that. Yeah, they they went back on that eventually, but you still have the rest mode where you can leave it kind of connected semi, and it will update in the background. And so you had. This I mean, yeah, it's a good feature if it works, but I mean, don't force people to use it if they don't want to. Yeah, you just like, yeah, exactly. If you want to, like, if you're buying a console for your kid and you don't want him to be online twenty four seven, like, what was he meant to do? Yeah. It's, it's, that was mental that was such a bizarre choice for them and it really again it it started them off on the wrong foot yeah and like they fixed most of these issues like all the stuff people moaned about other than really connect being like a standard feature and the tv integration like the other two points they went back on it and said we're not going to force you to do that and everyone was like okay but by that time point the the that trust has all been broken yeah 
it was too late. It was too late. And well, they made out this big thing. I was like, oh, it's impossible. It's really you don't know how hard it is to change like the the, the infrastructure to. <laughs> no, don't, don't and then literally three days later, they went, oh, it's off now, so you haven't got to worry. Like, well, <laughs> yeah, well, working out solidly for three days. It's like, have you? Yeah. Or has Jerry walked to the corner and fucking flicked the switch? <laughs> Gone right. I take that feature out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it was nuts. And then the other kicker, really, and I think this is what, as well as everything else that had happened or had been publicised, particularly in like the core gaming market which you know early doors is going to be a big market those those enthusiasts was ps4 comes in at 350 uk pans xbox one 429 uk pans and a lot of people say it's because they bundled that fucking connect with it needless to say whatever the reason was 70 pound difference for very similarly powered machines although it'd go on to be you know became apparent that the ps4 had a bit more guts in it as, as the time went on but that's just a no-no, isn't it? We've seen with this upcoming generation how they've priced exactly the same pretty much because you can't really be going higher than the other one because people just go, oh, I'll, get, I'll, I'll go and get an Xbox then or I'll go and get a PS5. It doesn't matter. If it's yeah. to be saved day one, the, the audience will go there. Yeah, I mean, that's exactly it. And I think if you've got... So Xbox... That that's 70 quid price difference, like you say, is definitely because they were going, oh, well, we've got the multimedia experience of ours. Mm. And as we said earlier on, a lot of gamers just went, yeah, but I don't fucking want that. Nah. I want a games console. And yeah. so a lot of people went PS4 to start with. And mm. I th- felt the other thing that, that hurt that we're obviously going to come on to is that it's all well and good charging an extra 70 quid if you've got the the first party exclusive games to back it up yeah that are going to draw people in like this current gen that's coming out the ps5 versus xbox series x we're looking at the titles that are at release and a lot of people are going to make the decisions based on the exclusive games that are coming out for each of those consoles yeah when in reality you look back at the xbox one mm. especially at launch yeah. what what exclusives it had rise I mean, it was fucking <laughs> dreadful. Like, Rise Son of Rome was fun for a very short period, but it was like a really, really shit Assassin's Creed combat. <laughs> and it was so linear. Yeah. Like, it was so linear. It looked good. It looked mm. great at the time, you know, for a... For a for a first but that was the point of it it was a it was Showcase. a graphical it was a graphical demo it wasn't a full game and i don't like i mean we're saying rise son of rome but i mean realistically how many xbox games are there that we didn't even consider any for our game of the generation no yeah and that's the that's the <clears throat> the hurtful thing for phil is that even after the the initial kind of release to they had a bit of a clear out in leadership and we got Sir Phil installed in 2014. Um, but even then like their output of first party been pretty diabolical in, in comparison when you, when you compare it directly to the, to what Sony have done and you can always argue, Oh, their games don't fit my taste. I don't like third person action adventures and that's all fine but you still have to look at the output and the volume and and the critical reception to get like a barometer of actually who's done well and they just haven't been able to do that and we've seen with halo infinite that's becoming a struggle now and you're thinking is this going to carry on is this going to carry on to to, to next gen or are we going to be have the are all these purchases that, that that Microsoft have made with Bethesda and all sorts are they going to pay dividends I mean it's not going to be instant but you'd think in two three years they should be churning out some good games on that platform yeah I mean 
I in preparation for this, I just did a quick Google search of Xbox One exclusives because I was like, God, surely I haven't only got like these four games that I've written down as Xbox One exclusives. And looking into it, like there was a website that was like all 29 Xbox exclusives for yeah. the Xbox One. And it's like 29. Surely there was more than that. Yeah. But in reality, there just there just wasn't. And, yeah. and of those 29, like four of them are Gears of War and four, <laughs> four of them are Forza. Yeah. It's just oh, like, course, yeah. Jesus Christ. Like, this is, that's bad. Yeah. That's re- When you look at the PlayStation games in comparison, as you say, and I get, yeah, I do get the argument of I don't like third person, mm. like narrative or whatever you want to call them, style games. But, I mean, take them out and they're still just, it's an absolute canyon in terms of difference between the quality of the games that came out. Yeah. Like even cross console guy, like why are Xbox not churning out those absolute top quality? Like in comparison to the 360, it was pathetic. Yeah, that's the thing. I think that's that's what puzzles me the most is considering how good the the 360 was for exclusive and, and yeah, like for it to then just suddenly. Just evaporate like this. It's just really odd. Collapsed, yeah. Yeah, it's very odd. And I'm I've got I've got high hopes for the Series X. I think Xbox purchasing well, I mean obviously Bethesda's the big sort of um the big acquisition that they've had. Yeah, yeah, ahead of the next generation. He says he ain't done either, he wants more, and I'm like, Christ. I mean, the thing is they I mean Bethesda cost whatever it was, like six point five billion or something dollars, which is I mean, a frighteningly large amount of money, but <laughs> Xbox needs to start churning out grade A, tr- like AAA titles that are console exclusives to start to keep in the running because they have the Xbox One has damaged their brand sufficiently that a lot of people that certainly a lot of people that I speak to yeah. are just like, nah, I'm not going to bother. I'm just going to get the PS five. Yeah. And I get that the consoles are that much more expensive and it's not quite as accessible for people to buy both no. as it maybe was the once upon a time, but you know, just for inflation and blah, 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 blah. Yeah. The, the fact of the matter is those that seem to be sort of on the fence as to which one of the two that are, they are going to buy people are plumbing for the PS five. Yeah. It's, they, you, you earn the trust and, and loyalty for a set period of time, and if you mislay that trust or burn it, eventually it expires and people go to an alternative. And that's, that's clear that's happened on the on on this current generation, and it's clear it will have a it will have a hangover for for it, for Microsoft into this generation. I do hope yeah. that they can get out. I mean, I think the opening years or so is like not like it's down to an arms race, isn't it? Who can manufacture the amount the, the most consoles to keep up with demand because they'll sell out as soon as they come on both yeah, sets. and it'll be an argument over yeah yeah getting hold of one yes but as it goes on i'm hoping during that time they can kind of repair some some of the damage done and be in a place when it becomes a bit more even playing field where you can get the consoles reasonably easy that yeah they, i mean they've it, got content there or got something there to pull people in it kind of feels almost cyclical with it because like, from my perspective, I mean, the PS2 absolutely wiped the floor with the Xbox. Mm. 
I never had I mean, an Xbox. I never even. I think I went around Steve Christians and played for about an hour on Halo, and I was like, "What's this?" I mean, it's it's a great. It's a, it was a good console, yeah, but the PS2 was just unbelievable. Mm. Um, and it didn't help that the original Xbox was the chunk that it was. Oh. Um, and the fucking original controller, by the way. What yeah, what that, what are Xbox thinking there? Uh, it's as bad as the Sega Saturn original controller. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, it was kind of. PlayStation 2 smashed the original Xbox, and then I really felt like Xbox 360 completely destroyed the PS3. Like, the PS3 didn't seem to have that much. I know it did okay, but it didn't feel like it had a huge commercial success. Mm. And then the PS4 has been, in my eyes, a lot more successful than the Xbox One. And now here we are back at the Xbox Series X against PS5, and from initial... Like certainly not the initial games that released because I think PS5 has probably got a slight edge. Yeah. But in terms of the studios that Xbox have got working for them, definitely feels like it could go, it could swing back the other way quite quickly. Yeah. They need to if they pull their fingers out certainly. And yeah, I always felt the momentum was kind of with Xbox with the with the 360. Um, because PS3, we talk about bungled releases. I mean they. What was it, $599 they fucking put the PS3 out for? And it's like, Absolutely yeah. mental. I think in the end, they got to similar sorts of sales and PS3 might have overtaken them, but uh, you know, for a long time, that wasn't the case. And we certainly had all... Everyone had a 360. Everyone, everyone had a 360. No one, no one, a couple of people had a PS3, but everyone I knew had a, had a 360. You know, it was all playing online multiplayer that kind of exploded onto consoles as well and again microsoft had an advantage there and they had xbox live sure it was a paid service but it fucking worked which <laughs> didn't always work on this on the sony side yeah and again they've kind of got ahead of the curve with the xbox game pass which mm. uh, no matter which way you look at it the xbox game pass is a fucking phenomenal service yes the fact that they they did their release or their A3 equivalent because obviously we're in COVID time, so it hasn't been the, quite the full normal. But COVID. they said everything you see is going to be available on Game Pass on the yeah. day that it releases. That's fucking crazy. Yes. That's that's not like a little thing to be browsed over. That's fucking mental. For a yeah. subscription service that they have available, they've literally said you can every title that we've shown, all A, anything mm. we've got, will be available for you if you pay your monthly subscription, which is seven ninety nine or £10 if you want Ultimate, and you can have it on PC as well. Yeah. That's, that's, and that includes Xbox Live. That's crazy. Yeah, it's mental. Like the, what, <clears throat> what I was working towards is that since the, the launch and, the, and, and whatever, all the TV Connect stuff, they'd slowly... I felt like I started getting into gear with, with things like Game Pass. I mean, we they ditched the Connect at some point. They said that's no longer required. And then on the new models, you know, it wasn't required. It wasn't there. You can you can't even buy it now. It's like just completely just been eroded away. Um, 20, 2014's when Sir Phil comes in, and we know that he's the king of gaming. So that was that's a pivotal point. But twenty fifteen, we get backwards compatibility. I mean, that in itself is insane that the console launches in 2013 without backwards compatibility and they're able to patch it in via firmware hardware updates and now you've got access to your old games if you've still got the disc you can pop them in or if you've had them on the store you can go and play them and it goes all the way back now i've developed it over all these years where you can go back to the original xbox so that entire xbox library of games is pretty much 
all available via backwards compatibility and it's something they're carrying on forward that to me was uh, when I first saw that I was like well that's actually really impressive to to pull something like that out of the hat mid-generation and to also they've kind of forced Sony to look at it and, and at least do PS4 to PS5 I, I don't think without without Xbox doing this in 2015 that we'd even be talking about backwards compatibilities as much as people are now people are getting these consoles potentially and, and looking to play old games because it's going to give them a, a nice performance boost as well yeah, I mean, I remember when Xbox announced it, it was E3, mm. um, and it was during the their press conference, and I remember live-tweeting that Xbox had smashed it out, well, I thought they were smashing it out of the park, yeah. and it was predominantly based around backwards compatibility, and I remember a few of the other guys within DIMP were like, are you smoking crack or something, because they were not seeing it, but I'm with you, I, I think backwards compatibility, whilst, don't get me wrong, like a... a as a collector of old consoles as well, I could, I've always got my old consoles that I could go back and play stuff on. But yeah, the hassle. There's, there's a huge market for older games that yep. that people haven't finished with. Like, there's a lot of Xbox One games that I've got that when the Series X comes out, it's like, oh, do I finish them off? Do I do I finish the campaign or do I just bin it and start with a new gen? Mm. And you don't then want to have to have your Series X hooked up or. It's, as well as your Xbox One. It's like having both of them set up for a lot of people is a hassle. You know, it's out with the old, in with the new. Yeah. Backwards compatibility is a big thing. Don't yeah. let people think otherwise. And as you say, without Xbox applying the pressure to Sony, I'm not entirely sure they'd have it. I mean, Nintendo have sort of slowly been at. Yeah, Nintendo have sort of slowly been adding in bits wow. and pieces on the Switch, but most of it's behind a paywall. Yeah, you have to buy it again. Because <laughs> it's Nintendo. I mean... <laughs> They're gonna go. Oh, you bought that game on NES like yeah. fucking fifteen years ago. Yeah, guess what? It costs costs eighty pounds now. Yeah, and it's only um, on sale for twenty hours. So if you miss yeah, it, you ain't having yeah, it. Exactly, that's it. Game <laughs> over. But you know, there is there is definitely a market for it in in people that want to play games from a previous gen, especially during that initial sort of. I, I think having it at launch for the Series X will help out. Obviously, the yeah. PS Five is going to have it as well. Mm. But yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot to be said and commend Xbox for bringing it in. Yeah, it's um, it's definitely. I feel like it's needed now more yeah. so than it was before. Yeah, there's tons of games that I went and bought on the Xbox Store that were like last gen, like the Mass Effect trilogy. I went, I remember I went went on there and bought that because at that point there seemed like there was no chance of a of a remaster now. It's either been announced because it's you know the way podcasting works is that this is recorded before it goes live or it's or it's very close to. But there was there was Mass Effect I went and bought I went and bought the old Metal Gear Solid collection that was on there the HD collection. So I was just picking up all these old games that I had no other way to play because I had either lost, broken, or just sold my old consoles. And it's great. <laughs> it's great, great having place. access to that market. Yeah. I, and yeah. I'll tell you what, I've even played any of them. But I still <laughs> paid some money for them because I wanted but them. But you know they're there. Exactly. Exactly. I know they're not gone for good, which there's still games that I want to play that are, that are gone for good, seemingly. And this is a sad, sorry affair. But backwards it's compatibility. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that is gone for good. Unbelievable. Um, 2017, we start getting these mid, mid, mid-generation, I guess, upgrades. Xbox One X, Project Scorpio. 
what do you make of all this as part of a, a generational cycle? Because typically we hadn't been subjected to this level of, you know, oh, time to upgrade again during a generation. It was kind of new. That, and especially with Sony and Microsoft both doing it, it felt very, it's almost alien to me. I was a bit like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing here. Yeah, so, I mean, whilst the argument, I suppose, is that we maybe had it with the 360 because we had the Elite console that came out, but I, I don't see it as being quite the same thing because the Elite really was to fix the problems that the hardware of the Xbox 360 original had. It was the Elite was aimed to eradicate the problems with the Red Ring of Death. It wasn't yeah. an upgrade, it wasn't an upgrade no. hardware wise. Um, I mean, I bought an Xbox One X mm-hmm. at release. Um, yep, so I've used it ever since. Yep. So I've got. Uh, the original Xbox One, I've got the One S, and I've got an One X as well. Yep. So it's hard because I suppose I've been gaming on it. I mean, it was 2017, like you say. I've been gaming on this one now for three years, and it's not until it's funny because I went round to uh, I went round to Pete's house uh, a little while ago, and was watching him play something on the Xbox One. Yeah. And I'm literally like, fucking hell. <laughs> what the fuck is that garbage? Like, why does it look so shit? Yeah. And it's bizarre to me watching people play stuff nowadays in, like, even now with, like, current games that are coming out. Um, like Call of Duty Modern Warfare or Call of Duty Warzone, whatever you want to call it, the latest iteration, I've started playing on my PC. And when it downgrades to 1080, like, when the... Uh, the system restarts and it sits me at fucking 1080p or whatever. I'm like, how's anyone ever gamed like this? Like, seriously, how's anyone ever played with this resolution? Cause it just looks like fucking garbage. I can't see shit. Mm. And muddy. Yeah. And so in that essence, like, I mean, I was fortunate enough to be in a position where I was able to have a 4k television yeah. when the Xbox uh, one X came out. Yeah. So I had a 4k television with HDR 10 yeah. and was able to get the, the absolute max out of the console when I bought it. Yeah. Um, but for me, I mean, I liked that it did away with all the bullshit of yeah. the, like I'd got, I'd gotten over the multimedia desperation at that stage yeah it still has the fucking hdmi in as if anyone's ever yeah it does yeah (laughs) if you've ever looked at the back of it it still has the hdmi in that no one's ever going to use the only thing is now that's become an aggravation when i've moving my console and i plug the fucking hdmi cable into the wrong pissing socket um but yeah it's functionality still there it's just not used obviously they binned off the connect as you said earlier on but the console itself was just such an improvement. It's so much smaller from the giant Xbox One, the original. It's so much quieter, and it ran games so much better. And there's no two ways about it. Like the games that had the 4K graphics upgrade, like uh, some of the Gears of War games and stuff that had the patches, yeah. whilst they were huge and it took a long time to download them, there was a definite. It felt like quite a substantial difference between the mm-hmm. Xbox One X and the original Xbox One. Yeah. Yeah, and I think as we've... I watch a lot of <clears throat> Digital Foundry comparisons, even for games I'm never going to play, I'm just interested to see how the tech works on all the platforms. And 
it, as the generation has gone on, as we, like, especially in 2020, I've noticed a lot of games running on either Xbox One or even the original PS4 look like they're struggling in terms of not just the resolutions yeah. at sometimes on the Xbox One is sub 1080p, like we're talking 900p in, well, in some I mean, cases. Look at like PUBG. Yeah, yeah. Um, people were pulling like eight frames a second and stuff on the original consoles. And yeah. don't get me wrong, it wasn't a lot better because it wasn't particularly well optimized but you know it was at least pulling 30 frames a second on like the xbox one x and yeah. the ps4 pro yeah it's definitely got to a stage where some games just i've and it's snobbish to say it's but i just wouldn't want to play it on one of those wouldn't old touch systems it. and it, it's i don't been, want to play anything on one of those old systems no poor old pete it's gonna be i mean i i play on the xbox one s at work mm. and uh if I'm playing on anything larger than like a 24 inch monitor or so, it. yeah, it's you start to really notice that the graphics are fucking janky, man. And you, mm. there's already performance issues if you're playing a newish game anyway. But it's yeah. just yeah, and that's on the S, which I mean is still an upgrade on the original. It's, yeah, yeah, it's tough. It's I. I think it, it maybe it's one of those things that if you've never had it, you wouldn't miss it. No. Yeah. Now that I've had it, I I couldn't go back to playing on my original Xbox. No, poor little bugger. Uh, I mean, you mentioned Game Pass. How long How long have you had Game Pass for? Is that something you got when it came out, or did you sort of look at it and go, "What the fuck's that shit?" And then slowly think, "Cool, hang on a minute." So I haven't had Game Pass for very long, purely because, as you well know, I am very much a buy physical copies of games. Of course, kind yes. of guy. Yep. I. Still keep all of my old consoles, all my old games. Everything. Well, you got seven Xbox 360s after the broken. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, that's true. Um, but I can't help myself. I like to keep. I like to stack it. I like to have it all here. Um, so Game Pass to me wasn't particularly appealing to begin with. No. That said, um, a few months ago, probably three or four months ago now, I purchased a PC. Mm-hmm. So I now have a gaming PC, which, to be honest, I've used pretty much exclusively there since is, I There is a future it. planned episode with you talking about this PC. You don't know about it yet, but a disaster. Um, you've been, um, you're going to be roped in for that. In yeah. So, so since I've had that, Game Pass all of a sudden has become a lot more appetizing because yeah. you can't buy physical copies of pc games no you can try but in most they, cases you can't they yeah. just don't exist like there's no there's no what way. strange world they live in over there yeah yeah exactly <laughs> looking down at the console peasants with their fucking cds and <laughs> whatnot don't even have a cd drive on my pc no um, i've got one it's a hindrance to be honest yeah so i guess it's that that has been the reason that I've invested in Game Pass. I have Game Pass Ultimate now, so it takes yeah. care of everything for me. Um, will I use it for Xbox games? I guess potentially. I. Mm. It's hard because I, I love buying games. I love buying physical copies of games. Yeah. And the worry that I've always had, it's the same reason that I don't play demos of games, is because if there is a game that I like the look of in build-up, I just want to buy it. Yeah. I don't want to play it for a little bit and go, well, this is a bit <clears> of shit, <throat> and then not buy it. Um, and that's kind of my worry with Game Pass, that it's going to give me the opportunity to play too much stuff, and then I'll poo-poo it before I have a chance to buy it, because 
I don't like it or I've I've not got into it after a short period. I'm just thinking you could have leveraged Game Pass to get those those achievements, like really abuse the system. There must have been some right old tat on there. Oh, there was loads. There was absolutely loads. Like, I was literally, as I said, I was having to go out and buy fucking physical... (laughs) I wasn't having to, but I chose to go out and buy physical copies of games. And, like, you look at my game shelf now, my God, there's some fucking shit on there. (laughs) Like, there's some real fucking took games on that thing. I've got, like, eight copies of fucking Call of Duty 3. Yeah, I've got four copies of Gears of War 2 from where we were (laughs) pissing playing all those LAN parties. Oh, yeah, of course. (laughs) Yeah, and it's just like, oh, I mean, what am I doing in my life, really? Well, if you got room for it, which you probably haven't now, because there's too much of that stuff, but it's worth it's a worthwhile endeavour keeping. I <clears throat> I got rid of all mine, and I sometimes wake up in the middle of the night thinking, oh, it hurts should, me to know. Kept that. Yeah, so, the thing is, as I, and I throw this out now on this podcast so the seven or eight people that probably are going to listen to it, <laughs> if you have old consoles, got India stuff, now, remember. Yeah, dip, dip digital. Uh, if you have old consoles and stuff, don't fucking throw it away. Don't give it to some shitty CEX or whatever. Yeah. Speak to me. I will take it off your hands. <laughs> That's true. Chappers, Chappers gave me all his old stuff, and I couldn't have been happier. I was like a kid at Christmas when he yeah. gave me his SNES and stuff. Literally rushed home, set it all up, played for about three hours, and then bagged it all up, cleaned it all off. I just, yeah, it pains me when I see people who are just chucking stuff away or like dumping it in charity shop. Like, not not that you shouldn't dump it in a charity shop; it's a good cause yeah. to do it. But fuck them. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah, and Game Pass is obviously that is just you don't own the game at any point. Like they could just take it off Pull the it. service at some point. Game over. Get, yeah, and the one thing that worries me if I, if I don't if if something gets announced on the platform. I say next Wednesday and I don't start it next Wednesday if I wait for a month or two I'm worried that I will not be able to finish the game before it comes off mm-hmm. and then I'll be forced to either buy right. it or leave it unfinished which is like lose lose Ronnie's not happy with either of those situations so it, I haven't you I've, I've had it since 2017 and I was I wouldn't say clever enough but I was shrewd enough to at least upgrade it for the one pound offer um, for multiple years, I, I basically didn't cheat the system. They're advertising it, but you could upgrade it quite cheaply for three years and maxed it out. And I've just topped it up with with deals as and when I've seen them. But I've not used it as much as I should have done, um, simply because sometimes I feel like I'm under pressure to finish the fucker before it just randomly. I'll get a notification on my phone saying, "Oh, next week's Shadow of War's going off. Buy it now for ten percent off." I'm like, "No, yeah, got fifty hours to do like on that." that. Yeah, but it, but overall what a service that is and again there's nothing else quite like it we've seen we saw bits of like ea access coming out and ubisoft have have done one but nothing's had the staying power and the the value of what game pass offers and for anyone who is a casual gamer you know that's just it's too good to turn down like if you don't really care too much like if you're not really sort of into specific types of games you just want to play a few things that look fuck like game pass is easy easy money for you it's just such a no-brainer like it's i mean they've done so much for it and now they're bringing in ea play as well Mm. so you get you just got so much on that system like you just i don't know how people 
like you say, for a pound a month for the first month, and then whatever it is, seven ninety nine afterwards. Mm. It's such good value for money, especially yeah. like for both ends of the spectrums. So casual gamers can pick up a game a month, play it for a bit, you know, bid it. And those who play as much as people like we do, you could play a different game every day for a whole month. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, and you can complete as much as you want. It's, it's insane. I'm on the Xbox. I'm on the uh, Microsoft Store now. Yeah. And you just you click on gaming, and sure enough, top thing you look across, and it's like free with Game Pass, free with Game Pass, free with Game Pass, free yeah. with Game Pass. Madness. Absolute madness. The one thing that's kind of fed from Game Pass into another service, um, which goes not hand in hand, but goes well together. And and in actually having spoken to you about the physical side of things, enjoying those releases, sounds like it could be your worst nightmare. It's this, um, they've changed the name now, but Project X Cloud, the, the streaming service that allows you to access Game Pass and stream it to a, Android device or, or other devices out there. I mean, this is still in its infancy. It's only released earlier this year, but how does that float your boat in terms of streaming tech? Now, Microsoft have got their hands in every fucking pie, potentially. So, there's, <laughs> as much as it pains me to admit it, cons- like physical, I think, personally, I think physical consoles and physical games, especially physical games, but but before too long, physical consoles mm. will become almost completely redundant. You know, we've had we've had Stadia, haven't we? Like, yeah. Stadia came out, and yeah, it hasn't done quite as well as perhaps some people thought it would, and it's not quite as mainstream. 120 as, quid on that shit. Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, well, you were there, weren't you? Like, almost day one. Yeah, I got it, day one. Um, the control goes. was really nice, and to be honest, the Chromecast has been a bit of a lifesaver. It's in the lounge now, but other than that, I mean, the, the thought of paying, this is the difference, the thought of paying 60 quid for a game to stream via the internet onto a device, I can't get on with that, and that's what Stadia kind of is. It's hurtful. Yeah, yeah. Whereas, whereas xCloud or a stream of microsoft well, or some box that's got game pass bundled in and you've got a plethora of titles to go at yeah i mean the thing is if the capability is there currently for and i know that xcloud was available to a select few you had to sign up for the beer and whatever else mm. and i played it quite a bit on my on my phone um i played quite a lot of um a few games on there and i can definitely see the appeal of it i frighteningly i can see that's the way that games are likely to or like gaming is likely to go in the next 10 years or so yeah especially as i mean the main the main gripe that people have with it at the moment is you need a decent internet connection in order to be able to play yeah which i get which i get entirely but i mean 5g phones now are yeah, reasonably that's... common you know it's well, not they, they, they caused all this covid didn't they yeah, something like that. Anyway, um, <laughs> I've got a five G phone now. Yeah. Um, and when I'm in certain areas, like in and around London, yeah. I pull like 350 meg download and Christ. about 60 upload, and it's like, yeah, that'll play a game. Mm. Like that won't be a problem. And I think once that starts to roll out on a bit more of a widespread 
um, across the country. I, I I can see that being the way that games go. I mean, why why wouldn't companies do that? They don't have to produce hardware, no. so which is a huge expenditure to them. They don't make loads of money on the consoles. They make money on the games yeah. because, like you say, people are paying for a license to play something, yeah. which is free for Xbox once they've got the intellectual property rights. Like, it's... Yeah, I can see it going that way before too long. And it's a shame because, as I say, as a as a collector of physical bits and pieces, I know it's coming to an end. It's just a question of whether gaming is no longer part of my life at the stage when it does. Oh. Just purely because I've become that much older and I've got other things to worry about. And no, you've, you know, uh, you've got old and shit. You've realised that... <laughs> I've seen I am old world. and I am shit. It's fair. <laughs> I literally have to have every advantage that I can now. I've spent uh, my my solution to being shit is throw money at the problem. Yeah, it works. And it's buy anything I can to give myself the up. So I have the best monitors available. I've yeah. got my little fucking Highest my gaming. Rates. Yeah, my gaming glasses, which give me a fucking tiny edge. I've got my decent headphones that fucking 3D headphones or whatever they fucking are. <laughs> It's like, I'm going to have every edge. Like, I'm going to, literally, I'm going to do everything I can. All my peripherals are going to be the, the, the best things money can buy in a vague attempt to try and relive my 20s. That's it. That's it. That's the way to do it. I, don't, I think there are some people that can't be helped, like paper. Like, you can spend a million quid and he's still going to be... You can't buy dexterity, though, can you? You no. can't buy hand-eye coordination. You can't buy brains, that's for sure. <laughs> the long and the short of it yeah um and then finally it's on xcloud i mean the great thing about that is that you've 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 dabbled in it i've dabbled in it and because we're game pass members or ultimate members it doesn't cost us anything it's just there it's just a a create another crazy deal that microsoft have rolled out to people that want to use it like sling sling a controller and a controller clip into my backpack when I'm going out. Yep. And, you know, you sat on the train. Oh, I'm going to play fucking Doom Eternal for 20 minutes on my phone. Done. Yeah. Mental. It's crazy. Well, I think that the <clears throat> hardware-wise and service-wise and the Xbox One throughout its life cycle, I stand by the fact that it's had, it started on a low and had slowly climbed its way up and out of it. <clears throat> it didn't solve every problem, but they... They introduced new services that weren't there previously, really put a f- their flag in the ground for backwards compatibility and forced Sony to pull their finger out their ass. And overall, I think when people look back on the Xbox One, it will be it will be a tale of two halves, really, because it started off pretty poor. But over the course of the year, they I think they've started to win some trust back. Probably not enough to where they need to be if they want to get on top in ter- terms of console sales but you know there's there's there is the theory out there they don't care really how many consoles they sell because they know full well they can get you on game pass through so many devices now that if you're paying 10 11 quid a month for that then they're happy so it's uh it's been an interesting generation for them for sure and we always like to top things off with the games and as you mentioned earlier, we, is, is it topping things off? No, though? yeah, we should have ended with Game Pass, but <laughs> or, or backwards compatibility. But <clears throat> this was a struggle. Like you, I, <clears throat> I made a list of games, and I thought, you know what, I'm just going to check, put in Xbox exclusives. 
some fucking mad cunt had cracked down three on their list. Yeah, a lot of people did. And it's like, like we must oh, be scraping the barrel, are we? Yeah, absolutely. So, look, these are the games that we've kind of picked out as the, as the the better ones of what was on offer. There was some toot. There always is some toot on both sides of the, the consoles, but there's still some decent enough games on there and, and stuff that I think is worthwhile playing. I'm going to kick things off with a game. I don't know if you've actually clocked now. I know you got very close to the end, but Cuphead, um, which it's now on PlayStation, it's now on Switch, and it's now on PC. You know, Initially, it wasn't on all of those platforms, and it was a... You know, everyone who saw Cuphead immediately wanted to play it, but I feel like a lot of people would have been turned away at the difficulty and been like, this is fucking good, but too hard. God, that game was a fucking... It hurt me. (laughs) It did hurt me. I So, I fucking love Cuphead. Great game. Really, really well done. Um, I left it for about, probably about six to nine months um, (laughs) because I got fucking aggy with it. And I went back when I got my. You went back when you found that Agcock had done it, I reckon. I think I went. I think I went. I'm not having that. I can't remember why I went back. I think it might have been because I got an elite. I got an elite controller. I could read map buttons. Yes. Which made life so much easier because I put one of my triggers to be shoot rather than fucking one of the face buttons and. I literally just held down a trigger the whole time that I was playing, basically. Um, but unbelievably good game. Really, really good. Um, yeah, as you say, it's now out on everything. So whether you can class it as an Xbox exclusive, it certainly was for a short period, if nothing else. Um, mm. And I'm still waiting for the delicious last course. Like, Yeah, what happened to that? <laughs> I forgot about they've that. Just not, they've just not said anything about it. I've no. been keeping an eye on it because obviously it's uh, one of the games that's been in the fantasy gaming draft. Yeah. Um, not one of mine, might I add. Although I did want it, I tried to sub it in mid, mid-year. And uh, thank God I didn't because they've literally just gone off the grid. I don't yeah. know whether it's COVID-related or what. but Yeah, it's been a bit of a strange year in that sense. We've seen, yeah. We've seen things getting knocked back for sure. Um, <clears throat> next, oh, it's a couple of games, and these are ones that I I'd only actually played one of these, but I feel like Forza Horizon kind of had its breakout party on the Xbox One with Forza Three, um, set in Australia. Uh, Forza Horizon Three, I should say, and then we had Forza Horizon Four, which came out. Uh, not my type of games, but I did I did I, I appreciate that this is one of the highest rated two games that are on the platform so it felt silly not to mention it and i'm more of a a motorsport kind of racing person if i've got if i want to play it in a game so i like the the motorsport aspect of racing games not necessarily the the, the driving around and messing around so it doesn't really appeal to me but i know that people out there fucking love these series and it's it's pulled in people that don't even like driving games that sit down and play Forza Horizon because it's like an open world playground for them to fuck about in. Yeah, yeah, it was one of those ones that I played it for a bit and it kind of came and went. And as you say, it it was definitely more of a a user friendly one for those who didn't play quite so much. It felt uh, like it capitalised on the Fast and Furious films a little bit. You know, you did well, they had a speed. DLC pack, do you remember? Which was yeah, easy 1,000G, I, I yeah, remember you I remember, it. yeah, yeah, I got 1,000G on that. Yeah, on Forza <laughs> Horizon, I think it was, or one of them. Yeah. But, yeah, it, you know, fun games. Not my cup of tea or yours, evidently, but but good games nonetheless. Yeah, absolutely. And um, 
be interesting to see what playground games do because they're being handed the fable franchise so yeah yes yeah, uh that's a different like type of game mm, that is and uh well, like we've got a big big reputation to follow up to based on the success of this generation's versions of it yeah absolutely uh i've put both ori games on here blind forest and will of the wisp i've yep. not i've not played either i've been waiting for like they make basically they mentioned months ago that blind forest is going to have an update on series x that lets it run at 120 and i thought i know okay 120 yeah. yeah i know it's a platformer but i've just got to try that out so i'll just have held off and held off and and will of the wisp i just kind of thought i'm not playing that till i've done blind forest so i backed myself up but what was your experience with the these ori games so i played blind forest on xcloud ah yeah so i played it on phone um uh, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it's a, they're they're very good games. They they were critically well received. They're they're good fun games. Um, I haven't played much of Will of the Wisps, but it's no. very obviously similar. But I'm in the same boat as you. I'm looking forward to it coming out on Series X and being able to replay it. I'm going to replay Blind Forest and then go on to Will of the Wisps yeah. in 4K 120. The beautiful thing of backwards compatibility in Game Pass coming home to roost again. Yeah. Um, one of our favoured franchises. It's, in my opinion, it struggled slightly, but it's Gears of War. We got Gears Four. Like, oh yeah, sorry, we got Gears of War Four. We got Gears Five and Gears of War Ultimate this generation. Um, mm-hmm. I went back and played through Ultimate because it's fucking awesome and it fucking is. I hope they do a 120 upgrade for that in 4k i'll absolutely go back and replay that again for the umpteenth time but what did you make of this this generation for gears because um we had the the original trilogy which was which was excellent then we had judgment everyone went and then we got (laughs) we got four five and ultimate to deal with so i did ultimate start to finish same as you of course uh fucking loved it absolutely excellent oh we got that trophy to get uh, that achievement together of not yeah for down killing for general rum yeah. yeah by cheesing it with talk bows wow is it a cheese yeah a little bit um <laughs> four i kind of enjoyed um mm. was okay you know not on a par with maybe the best of them but not certainly not the worst yeah and five i still haven't finished well, there you go. That so, and Gears is one. That you, as as you always say, you fucking love Gears. Love Gears, absolutely love Gears. I um, for me, so Ultimate Edition and Four were both let down, as every single Gears game has been by the fucking world's worst matchmaking. Because <laughs> I play, I used, to, I love playing Gears Online. I fucking love Gears Online. Yeah. Um, I'm good enough at it that I can, I can play it and compete and. The matchmaking on them is fucking dismal. Um, <laughs> and, I, yeah, I just I didn't really... Like, the thing is, I, I'd done Gears 1 to 4, including Judgment, co-op. Right, yeah. As I think a lot of us had. Yeah. Did it co-op with, uh, with loading. Oh. And Gears 5, we started, and then it just became difficult to get sessions when we were both available. And then... Are you, not, are you, you sure know, it's not in being shit? I mean, the thing was as well. I wanted to play it on the hardest difficulty, and we'd get did. to and we'd get to stages where he'd be like, 
this is fucking me off. I need to, we need to fucking drop down. And I was like, nah, we'll be all right. We'll get there. And I'm the type of guy that can fucking sit and play yeah. the same repetitive dog shit over and over again That's until we fucking hit lucky. Yeah. Until we can hit lucky once. Yes. And he's, he, he wasn't really up for it. So I think we both just kind of got, got frustrated and stopped, but I think he played, well, I don't, I'm guessing he found someone else to play it with. He ain't finished it. I don't think. No, so no. I'll finish it at some point. I started playing it again with Parky, but yeah. it was Parky's first first gears. Yeah, so. he struggled. But the other thing is, we did play. A, um, I think maybe a couple of games of Horde. Is it Horde? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We did uh, for some reason, five, all Horde modes I think are not called Horde because they've always got their own version of it. But I keep forgetting yeah. that Gears was the one that kind of properly Horde. <laughs> yeah, it was the first one for, as far as I remember playing anyway with Gears of War two. But we had a Which we had a session fun. of that. Yeah, it was good. It, it feels like it's obviously come a long way from when from Gears two when I played it the most. Um, but I think you kind of need to make it a little bit more complex to get it a bit more involved. yeah i mean i played gears 3 more than anything probably online and and horde and you know it wasn't it was i don't know i I didn't fully buy into the whole fabricator piece kind of started to get a bit irritating but it was it was good it's a it's a fun game and uh, you just kind of uh, what's the what number uh, when you get to a certain number what number does a franchise die at like mm. gears one two three great okay yeah. really really good judgment okay yeah. not quite so good but we didn't call it four we kind of went with saying yeah. it was off for a bit of a tangent okay we'll kind of let you get away with that gears four nah, wasn't too bad definitely not your best game but not your worst and now it's like Gears 5. I mean, it'll come Series X, are we going to see Gears 6, Gears 7? Yeah. It starts to worry me when we start to get close to double digits. Yeah, that's true. One thing I will say about Gears of War 4 and Gears 5 is they were technical marvels on that Xbox One. Oh, they, 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 they ran beautifully. Yeah, they were like... you could, And that's, that's why I love exclusives for consoles. And I know they come to PC as well, these ones, but typically, like, anything that's written for the console first, like, written to the metal... Just you just get stuff that just looks far and above what a third party will do when they're trying to optimize it for fucking eighteen different platforms and Stadia and all this shit. Yeah. And and Switch now, everything wants to go on that. So yeah, that four and five were fucking gorgeous yeah. to, to play through. Um, yeah. And I, I played four on PC and then played it on the okay. One X as well, and you, it didn't really skip a beat on the One X. It looked yeah. just, it ran just as good. So. Uh, five, I think, I went back to to Xbox for it. Halo Wars Two, right? How are we playing these RTSs with controllers? Have they managed to crack it? No. <laughs> I mean, it was okay, but it, it was fun. I played Halo Wars One to completion and loved it, and I enjoyed Halo Wars Two a lot. It was again, it was good fun. But now, again, having PC, I'm, I might play Halo Wars Two on PC. Yeah. Just just so I can properly get a feel for how it actually should be played. Because yeah. RTSs are just shit on controller. There's no two about it. Yeah. Sea of Thieves. I know you're a big fan of Rare, and we've got another. We've got one of their collections coming up, but you didn't get to get a chance to play this. I did. Um, I'm surprised you didn't play it just because it was Rare, to be honest. Yeah, I mean, I had... I remember, I, I think I had it in the draft mm. um, when, it was, when it was due for release, and... St- not that I didn't have the chance to play it. I just never picked it up. I just, 
I don't know. They felt like there was quite a bit of negative press surrounding it, and it was just weren't a lot to do. I think it's I think it's a better game now than it was when it released. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Um, yeah, but not, again, not, not quite on the levels of No Man's Sky in terms of turnaround, but still much better than it's. Launched. Yeah, just better than it was at launch, and yeah. seemingly brought a lot of new features in. So it looks like a fun game, and I think. Yeah, they tried to do something different, which I've got time for. Yeah. It's one of those tricky ones. Like, I played it and enjoyed it, but it was, it had to have two others minimum. It just, yeah. it just had to. And yeah, you, you weren't playing it on your own. No. When you get into that territory of me, it's, it's tricky to, to commit. Time-wise and everything, yeah. Because there's no real goal either. No, yeah. <laughs> it was sort of sandboxy style, yeah. kind of. And as much as I criticise like the loot grind from like Destiny or that, but, you have something to work towards. At least you had a purpose, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even if it was to sometimes. Yeah. But the better days of Rare were released with Rare Replay. I mean, I can't remember how many games come out on this. but 40. 40. I mean, you didn't play all 40, did you? I probably played 30, I would say. <laughs> did, they, did they meet your expectations and your memory no, from... No, fucking dog shit, mate. <laughs> there, was, there, was, there was maybe five games worth playing. 10 games that you might get a nostalgia kick out of yeah and 30 that were fucking pointless mm. like i know when i say pointless i mean fucking pointless yeah like it, it, you know i'm not playing i'm not buying an xbox one to be playing like 2d fucking dog shit <laughs> like space invader equivalents then there was a lot of them like they said, oh, they said at release, oh, 40 games on here. And everyone was like, wow, that's fucking incredible. Like, yeah. I don't remember 40 good games that Rare have released, but I mean, yeah. they must be on there. Like, that's brilliant. <laughs> no, that's because Rare didn't release 40 good games. So like Banjo-Kazooie, Banjo-Tooie, <laughs> Conker's Bad Fur Day, unbelievable. Loved it. Played them start to finish, 100% of all of them. Really enjoyed myself doing it. And then just some of the fucking toot that they piled in there as well was just it was an insult really because you couldn't <laughs> you couldn't call it 40 games you just couldn't no I'm not even joking it was an insult you couldn't call a lot of them fucking a game you got like, a ditch to Viva Piñata didn't you yeah it was a great game but <laughs> this they had like stuff from like the early 80s and you just right. wake yeah. up like Too... that doesn't count <laughs> been there yeah it's just dog shit uh, another one of the the Microsoft staples you know, they talk about Forza, Gears, 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 <laughs> and uh, that's that beer. There, two of them, yeah. and um, and Halo, and we got Halo Five, and we got Halo the Master Chief Collection. Now, I don't know. Halo the Master Chief Collection, I think, is great. A great remastered version of those old games that look like shit. Now, I'm not going to say it any other way, but mm-hmm. They put the effort in to fucking rebuild it. Well, not rebuild it all, but spruce it up and make it look like a modern game. And it still played and felt and looked now like a modern game. And they had that excellent feature where you could switch between old graphics and new instantly. Like, yeah. really clever. And you really nice see the amount, of, yeah, the amount of work they put into it. So we've got a lot of time for Master Chief Collection. I know the online was broken and maybe still is to this day. I never went back and tried it. But that is that is a campaign to run through one to three I think four's on there as well, actually. Um, and ODST now they released it. Recently. And ODST, yeah, is like that's the Halo collection there, isn't it? Of like all the good games plus a few not so good ones. 
And if you like Master Chief, you know, you, you're laughing with that one. But did you go back and play any of the old campaigns and that or fiddle with the multiplayer or did you skip it and just sort of focus on Halo 5? So I did a bit of both. I played I played them and I played them online very briefly. As you say, the matchmaking was fucking dog shit online, so that was pointless. Um, I played a lot of Halo 1 um, and then didn't really get much through the through the rest of them i'll probably uh, it's kind of it's one of those ones it's difficult because there's other stuff out like they're one of those ones that i'm quite happy to sit on the back burner and maybe one day i might play them but um yeah i didn't really touch too much of it i played obviously halo 5 through to completion i think we did it did we do a co-op yeah we we, me you and four of us logan and p we might have done it um on legendary yeah and that's when they, they reused the same boss about four times. Yeah, it's a bit shit, wasn't it? It was it was okay, but you know, it, Halo's got kind of it's a hard one because it's got quite high expectations for it. Halo one, two, and three I thought were all excellent, mm. and yeah. ODST and four were okay. And Reach? Did you like Reach? I didn't mind Reach. Um, again, it falls into the same category as ODST and four. Yeah. One, two, and three still kind of set the bar, and I think the Master Chief Collection was a better overall game than five for me. Yeah, I think everyone agreed. Five, we didn't even play much multiplayer, did we? Actually, thinking about it, like next to none, and, if any. Yeah, crazy, crazy how like that and like Gears, which were both so strong last gen, this gen have kind of stumbled a bit, tailed off a bit. Yeah, yeah. Quantum Break, that's one I played. I wanted to put it on there. Um, not the not the best third person action game you're ever going to play, but it's not the worst either. And it has some interesting kind of mechanics and power ups and things that you can fuck about with, um, with um, like time manipulation and stuff. Um, and it had that strange narrative decision where you would play a level and then you'd watch twenty minutes of a real time a, a live action TV show, which I don't know. Odd. Well. There's a reason why that, that, that'll never get done again because <laughs> it's shit, really. But, you just wanted to skip it, yeah. Yeah, I, I think you could skip it, but it, again, if you wanted to, it, all it had was the story, so you, you kind of couldn't. Um, yeah, it wasn't that. It wasn't that long a game, was it? And like, it was the game was pretty much doubled in length with the cutscenes. <laughs> yeah, yeah, strange. I mean, I kind of admire them for doing it, Remedy, but then sometimes I think, what, why? But, yeah. Yeah. There you go. That's what that's the that's the exclusive that Remedy churned out for Microsoft, and then went. You're welcome. We, we're going to go and do Control now. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Um, now, two big ones. Best two for last. Yeah. I don't mean it's any. I can never decide between these two, but I'm going to go with Sunset Overdrive first because, I mean, Insomniac. Now they're with Sony because of the Marvel. Well, not because of that. That that certainly played a hand in. But the Spider-Man game is probably the reason why they got purchased. But before that, they they did Sunset Overdrive for the Xbox, and you know, I look back at all the games that were we've mentioned, all the lists. This still stands out towards the top, if not the top. I I don't know what it is about this game. It kind of blended this kind of over-the-top action with combination type style and it had the grinding which made it feel like Tony Hawk's or that that other bloody game that I always forget game um, yeah now there's a, there's another one like Jet Set Radio that's it um, Jesus it kind of like fused the works. anyway 
it was a great exclusive, a brand new IP, and I feel like it's heavily overlooked when, when people look back at it some really, of the games. It really, really is. I think it was, like, I'm with you. This and the other game that we're going to come on to were the top two games of the generation for me, uh, for Xbox, that is. Yeah. Um, I loved it. I, I had a great time playing it. I, I'm only missing one achievement. Um, oh, is it hard? I needed to do it with someone else and no one else wanted to pissing play it with me. Wow. And I got all the other co-op ones solo because I could, but I needed someone to do the last one with me. Hmm. Um, but yeah, great game. Really fun. Just j- that word epitomizes it. Fun game. Yeah. Just like pick up, piss around, fun game. Yeah. Nice and colorful, stupid story. Nothing too serious. No. Like a nice video game to sit down and play. Did everything right, yeah. Yeah. And then the one game I left it till last bit simply because it's the reason why I mean we would have probably got the Xbox ones anyway, but this is what caused us to all pull the trigger. And in fact, it's the the sequel is a better game, I believe, but it didn't get the, the airtime because it came out at a shit time. But Titanfall now Respawn. What a game! What a game! I mean, it was an online-only game. There was there was no campaign. It was it was just you know the online type jobbies. But this in a, in a genre that can feel very fatiguing because it feels quite similar in the yearly cycles with your your cods with your battlefields and and whatever else Rainbow Six Siege is like. It all have that same sort of feel military style games. We then get Titanfall, which is kind of set in the future, and immediately it feels it kind of looks and feels the same. I mean, it's it's respawn the old Infinity Ward guys, so it, the, the the mechanics are solid, but they introduce wall running. You think, cool, that's quite a nice little addition to have, um, and then they introduce these big fucking titans as well that you can call down and wreak havoc on the place. Um, yeah, I mean, this is more your your jam than mine being a multiplayer game, but. Titanfall's the reason why you got the Xbox One in the first place. Yeah, I played loads of Titanfall. I absolutely fucking love the original one. And, I mean, I suppose it speaks testament to it, really, that you played it a lot. As someone that I would consider to be a single-player campaign type of guy rather than an online type of guy, you you can't look past... It was just so good. There was so much about this game that was good. And it was interesting because... This came out just before Call of Duty Advanced Warfare, I want to say. Mm. And Advanced Warfare kind of, oh, I say just before, you know, it, it was the predecessor too. And Advanced Warfare, they introduced wall running and climbing and everything. Yeah. And everyone just kind of went, don't fucking try and be Titanfall. <laughs> Cut that out because you can't do it. And they fucking made a real pig's ear of it. And everyone got really aggravated at Call of Duty because it was just a really bad iteration of the game. Yeah in comparison to Titanfall, which just somehow managed to get it spot on. Mm. The balance was great. The way it yeah. played was great. The control was great. It looked great. Yeah. It was just... And considering there wasn't a single-player campaign, it was, you know, a limited number of maps and it was online, Yeah, it just felt like it had so much replayability still. Yeah. It was... It really was a, a real sort of console-defining game for me um i as i say between that and sunset overdrive it's hard to pick a winner but they were absolutely head and shoulders above the rest of the competition yeah and 
Titanfall done some interesting things. Obviously, controlling the Titans when you introduce powerful modes like that, like you can easily get the balance wrong. I think you're right to bring that up. It never felt like you were off balance. It was always so fun just being a pilot and jumping onto someone else's Titan and shoot through the glass at someone's fucking head when, and kicking them out of their Titan or jumping in and pulling wires out the back of it. They did, they did such a good job of making the game, um, well balanced, whether you were in mech or not. Like obviously you had a substantial advantage if you were in your Titan, but Titan on Titan battles as well. Like kamikaze and your one in and being able to throw it into the middle of a load of others. It was just detonating. It It was just all so good. It was, it was such a good game. It makes me want to go back and play it or go and play Titanfall two again. Yeah. And one of the small things I liked about Titanfall was that they even had like, fodder ai fodder that you could kill like enemies yeah like mobs yeah just to help boost your score or boost your i can't remember how you would even power up now but you you yeah it's like you killed toward to get towards your titan didn't you You yeah to go towards them yeah overall it just was it was a fantastic game i know it was on pc and then eventually it was backported to 360 but it really that was the game that kind of got us all into getting the xbox one so I felt like it was only right to kind of end with that. One question yeah. I will pose to you is, we love Titanfall so much. Why did we... I played through the campaign of Titanfall 2, and it's fucking excellent. Like If you've not played for that campaign, do it. It's a great game. But why did we never attach to number two to, to even give it a sniff or a chance at being a, 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 a mainstay multiplayer game. It felt like we played the beta when it was out and was like, yeah, it's more time for, and then just, bleh. <laughs> we yeah, never, kind never of, committed to it. Kind of disappeared, didn't it? I don't know is the honest truth. I think it, part of it was probably timing. Um, it was sandwiched between Call of Duty and Battlefield, wasn't it? Yeah, and I think the first one, because it was so close to launch of console, um, was like a real sort of pick up and go type thing right at the beginning of uh of its life cycle and the second one maybe struggled a little bit as it was a little bit further in but i mean i i, I wouldn't like as i said i wouldn't be averse to going back to it now and giving it a bash it was such a good game well table it for tuesday night sessions and job see done what, see what happens but that's it that's the end of our our list and our little retrospective of the xbox one um Obviously, we couldn't cover every game, and some, most of them weren't worth covering, as we made alluded say. to. Yeah. And, um, yeah, we kind of had to get a bit creative sometimes with what games were considered, but, you know, yeah, it's, not, it's not the end of the world. It is. They all came out on this generation, and just the games that we saw as kind of important games for the Xbox, either personally or, you know, critically out there. Um, Hall, I'm going to leave you to have any final words about the Xbox One as a whole. How did you... I mean, you look back on it now. What did it? What does it mean to you? I mean, we, we loved the 360, and and many people love their PlayStation 4s. But how will Mr. Hall and and Mr. Xbox look back on his on his Xbox One and his his Series X? Uh, sorry, his Xbox One X and his and his maybe even his Elite controller that came with it. Yeah, I mean, there's no two ways about it. I've loved this generation of gaming. I've enjoyed my Xbox One and my Xbox One X. I'm looking forward to the next one. I think as I've come further into the life cycle of this generation, this console, I am going to be less open. Like, oh, sorry, I'm going to be uh, more open to playing stuff. <sighs> 
for a long time. I, I like the things that weren't exclusive to consoles, like third party games. I was always picking up on Xbox. Yeah. And I suppose that the kind of lesson learned is that I, I missed out on a lot of destiny two that you guys played. Cause you all predominantly played it on PlayStation and that hurt me. And I think that <laughs> I'll have to be a little bit more open to playing stuff on other things. Now I've got the PC, obviously it's a lot easier, but yeah, I, I think it's been an okay generation. I think the Xbox has struggled in comparison to the PS4, but I wouldn't change it. I, I still love my Xbox mm. and I'm pleased with it. Even if she has got a bit of dust on the top of her now. That's all right. She can collect more dust as, as the years go on, and yeah, uh, that PC gets as, <laughs> that PC gets moved into prime position. But that's it. We'll be back next Monday, probably, providing everything goes well, with some impressions on the Series X and how that's functioning is a bit of hardware and, and whatever games that Adkins and I decide to, to, to spend our time playing for the next week. So be here next Monday for the big kind of next gen kickoff show. And then the next week after that, it'll be PS5 and then fuck knows we'll, we'll be coming towards the end of the year and getting the quiz in the fantasy gaming league's got to be drawn to a close. That's still running down to the fucking wire. Deepdigital.com, find that. So loads of stuff going on here. We're going to be kept ex- extra busy and then we're going to have a nice, well-earned rest over Christmas and uh, we'll see you all in the next year but still a lot to do between now and the, and, and the end of the year but nothing more for us to say apart from thanks for your time and ta <laughs> <laughs> This was a Dimp Digital production.